0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections.
1: Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom.
0: We've all dealt with toxic people, yes, even in the church, but as brothers and sisters in Jesus, we have to simply grin and bear it, right?
1: Not according to Gary Thomas, who is our guest today. He is a best selling author and an international speaker. He put a book together recently talking about when to walk away, finding freedom from toxic people he says we need to stop letting toxic people distract us from our god-given purpose today on connections he'll tell us how we can do that and when it's time to walk away We're joined today by Gary Thomas. He is an international speaker as well as a best-selling author. He's going to talk to us about how we, as people from the church, can walk away from toxic people and know when it's time to do that. First of all, Gary, we want to get to know you a little bit better. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, I'm also on a teaching team at Second Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. So I've been writing and teaching for most of my adult life, putting out a book every year and a half or so. And uh
0: enjoying teaching I always get a kick out of the second Baptist churches Uh, I grew up in a first Baptist church but we don't hear (laughs) don't never hear of a third Baptist church though hey
2: (laughs) well they they decided in 1935 I believe it was that they wanted to play cards and dance so they had to break (laughs) off the first Baptist church (laughs) Uh.
1: what is it about writing that you love
2: you know, I, I love the process. I love rewriting. I, I love the study. And, and frankly, where I'm just so grateful to God is I'm a man of very limited gifts. I'm not an administrator. I'm not very good with numbers. I'm a mechanical idiot. Uh, And so I'm just glad work that writing worked out or I wouldn't have been able to feed my family. There's not anything else I do that somebody would pay me for. But um, from the time I was eight, I'm one of those I I knew I wanted to do it. I've loved books. I love the process of writing books and reading books. And they've impacted me so much that I, I just feel so honored and grateful that I've been able to write books my entire adult life.
0: Well, your latest book is uh, really interesting. I think one I could have read when I was in pastoral ministry myself, but a great one now uh, for lay people as well. When to walk away, Uh, basically looking at toxic people. What is a toxic person, Gary?
2: Yeah, every toxic person is difficult, but not every difficult person is toxic. That's important to keep in mind. I'm not just referring to people who are difficult or annoying or, aren't believers. Of course, we're supposed to spend time with those like that. A toxic person, the short definition is they're destroying you. They're taking pieces out of you, whether it's your joy, whether it's your confidence, whether, you know, they haunt you at night after you're with them. They're keeping you away from healthy relationships. They're keeping you away from being who God created you to be and keeping you away from doing what God created you to do.
1: What led you to want to discuss this topic and to talk about toxic people because this isn't something that we bring up often?
2: I was as naive as they come. I thought you just had to focus on playing spiritual offense. you'll be surrendered to the Lord, understand scriptures, walk in love uh, and and everything would would go well until I kept coming up across n- not that often but some relationships where. A very godly friend of mine, he's been a marriage and family therapist for over 35 years, uh, pointed out this situation I had. I found out he had been lying. He had been undercutting me, just acting in a very toxic way. And I said to him, what, how do I confront him? What's the best way to deal with it? And he shocked me when he said, my counsel is that you not engage him at all. And I said, well, what are you talking about? And he said, I want you to go to the book of Luke count how many times Jesus walked away from someone or let hmm. somebody walk away from him without Jesus giving chase. Now, I am i was intrigued and I'm, I'm not clinically OCD, but I live in the neighborhood right next door to it. And so <laughs> when, when a guy I respect urges me to do that, I went to all four gospels and I don't know how I never saw this. I mean, I can't count the number of times I've read the New Testament, but there were 41 occurrences where I saw Jesus walking walked away from someone or let someone walk away from him without Jesus giving chase, not all toxic situations, but I always thought that would be a failure playing spiritual defense like that until then I saw that Jesus's example was solidified by his teaching in Matthew seven, six, when he says, don't give what is holy to dogs or cast your pearl before swine or else they'll turn and tear you to pieces. And so just after Jesus tells the church to go on the offense in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God, he warns them, but you have to watch out for these toxic people that as I described before, that will try to destroy you. Those are the ones to avoid.
0: That's really interesting because as soon as you said they advised you to just walk away from them, my first thought was like Matthew 18, 15, right? Like if a brother sins against you, you got to go to them, uh, but maybe the difference is, a, like, a, a toxic person is not our brother or sister then? or
2: Well, I, I think you have to apply
0: it with wisdom.
2: My friend knew this person I'm talking about and had discerned that, look, this is a toxic person. Going to them is just going to make it worse. It's going to take more pieces out of you. I mm. think initially it's usually wise to try to be reconciled to someone. But if you get to a point where they're gaslighting you, they're making you crazy. And this might sound selfish to some of the listeners, but I would just say this. If somebody's destroying your self-confidence, they're destroying your future ministry because you start to think, I'm just crazy. I guess I don't have anything to share. Maybe I should just always keep my mouth shut. If they're destroying your joy so that they just take the joy out of your life. Well, that sounds selfish, except the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my Strength. Yeah. So they're making yeah. you weaker for other ministry. If they're destroying your peace, you're less likely to be there for your spouse or your children or your other friendships. And, and so if you recognize that because of Christ, because of the Holy Spirit within you, every believer has a powerful role to play in building up God's kingdom. And so if somebody is taking pieces out of you and destroying your ability to be available to work in the kingdom, you've got to protect yourself. The analogy I often use is a a lifeguard. I I took lifeguarding lessons, and I was surprised that one of the first things they teach you is self-defense. Because when you go out there, uh, often somebody that's drowning is panicking, and they'll pull you under. You have to learn how to protect yourself, because you're there to save them, But they may in their panic pull you both down and then you both drown. You can't save anybody in the future and you don't save that person as well. I I think there's an essence of Christian ministry and relating where we have to recognize this, where even though our intention is good to save someone, we have to know when to play spiritual defense so that our own ministry isn't destroyed in the process.
0: Uh, really, what you're describing then, like the, a toxic relationship, it sounds like really it's also an abusive relationship, then.
2: I, I believe it is. I, you know, in the book, I go through three additional markers, and they, they tend to have a murderous spirit. That sounds very uh, hyper, <laughs> it, it sounds extravagant, but here's the thing you can see people where they destroy small groups, they destroy family gatherings, they destroy the office environment they destroy your joy your self-confidence when you look at somebody and wherever they go they're bringing destruction jesus tells us in the gospel of john that that's that's the work of satan who lies and who brings destruction and another marker of them that's so hurtful is they tend to be very controlling uh they are determined that you will do what they want you to do. So they will lie. They might appear needy. They might appear threatening. They might appear like your friend, but they have an agenda for you. And of course the danger of that is that we're to seek our heavenly father as our God, as our King, as our leader. We want to be led by him, not controlled by someone else. And so, you know, you're in a toxic relationship where you disagree with someone and they won't let it go. They are determined that you will do what they want you to do. That's an unhealthy pattern that's become about control. So
1: at what point do we decide uh, we need to walk away or we need to deal with this?
2: Well, one of the things that was so freeing for me talking to my friend um, is that I always felt guilty walking away. But what about their faith? What about this? What if they and and he just said, Gary, I know you really care about that person. But if they had a sore tooth, would you offer to do a root canal? I was like, no. <laughs> he goes because it would be malpractice. He goes when you're dealing with a truly toxic individual. He goes counselors have been known to fire their patients. You just you don't have the training, you don't have the experience, and it's keeping you from reaching out to others. So the second piece for me was Second uh, Timothy two two, when Paul urges Timothy to find reliable people are qualified to teach others and invest in them. And so realizing that I have a limited amount of time, energy and effort, I'm thinking, is this a reliable person? Is this the best investment of my time that they'll take whatever I give them, and they'll seek to be spiritually fruitful as well? Or am I just wasting time with somebody that will never change? And when I look back, this is why I wish I could have read this book 30 years ago, to be honest. When I look back, all of the time and, and even haunting I've experienced at the hands of toxic people, not one has been changed or helped by it. I, I've been hurt, but there was no effective ministry. I should have kept Matthew 7, 6 in mind. And so if I'm investing sacrificially and generously and enthusiastically in the lives of reliable people that Paul talks about in 2 Timothy 2, two, then I realize it's not that I'm walking away to be selfish or because I don't want to be bothered as a Christian, I live to be bothered. It's I want to make the best investment of my time that God has given to me.
0: How do you keep uh, your heart healthy in situations like this and especially when we're making that decision to walk away from them?
2: see that's that's I love this question because here's the thing. I'm never more tempted to act in a toxic way than when I'm dealing with a toxic person, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to control me. I want to control them back. They're, they're doing murderous things. I want to, and, and part of it, I think, is our own integrity. We realize toxic people tend to be much better at being toxic than we are at dealing with them because they've been toxic their entire life. They enjoy it. We're appalled by it. healthy people. We don't want to control people. We want to encourage people. We want to build people up. And so when somebody enjoys, they just get a sick spiritual thrill out of tearing somebody down or causing division, undercutting church leadership, tearing friends apart so they can play both sides. In that situation, I found that one of the best reasons to walk away is so that I'm not corrupted uh, because the greatest temptation to sin is often when you're being sinned against. So for me, it was a statement of humility recognizing my own weakness and vulnerability and Uh, saying, I just, I just shouldn't play that game.
0: I think a lot of people listening there, you know, maybe people in ministry listen, they're like, well, that's fine for everybody else, but I'm a pastor. So I'm not allowed to do that, but you're a pastor, Gary. Yeah.
2: (laughs) We can do that. Right. (laughs) I I look at Jesus who, again, I, the appendix has the 41 biblical citations in the gospels where Jesus Chose to walk away or let others walk away. Even John, the Apostle of Love, talks about avoiding certain people. In fact, there was an account by one of his followers, John's followers, where uh, a, a toxic person came into a house where John was. He ran outside the back door. He wasn't going to have anything to do with them. Uh, Peter talks about this. Paul talks about it. It had a whole chapter on on Paul and and where he urges us to walk away. And so the reality is there's great biblical examples and actual teaching that at times were to walk away. A pastor should try to make the best use um, of their time. And and so I've just found if you're dealing with toxic people, they're not going to be changed, but you're you're stealing time from those that really want to learn, that want to grow, that will also invest in others. And I, I think we have to be courageous enough to be like Jesus and walk away. I, I'm going to be honest. I was convicted because I, I, I had this attitude that if I was just really prayed up, really surrendered to the Holy Spirit, understood the scriptures, was completely walking in love, that th- this message would be irresistible to everybody. But it wasn't irresistible when Jesus proclaimed it or John or Peter or Paul. And I thought, who, who am I kidding? If people would walk away from Jesus and tell him to get lost, if people would reject Paul, who do I think I am? Uh, and, And so all of those showed examples of making the most of the time that they have. And that's the example I want to follow for the rest of my life. I think I'll have a much more fruitful second half of life when I keep that in mind.
1: For those out there who are at a point in their life, they're dealing with toxic people and they want to learn to walk away. How do they go about picking up your book and learning more about you?
2: Well, it's it's available wherever you would look for books on, on Amazon, Christian book distributors, Christian bookstores uh, could get it as well. We have a website, GaryThomas.com. That's my personal website. Um, for the actual book, it's When to Walk Away Book dot com book.com. they could read a little bit they could see how it's described and and get a feel
0: for the message gary what a great conversation for pastors and lay people thank you so much that's my honor thank you don't forget to subscribe to the connections podcast with colleen hood and mike tom you can find it at podcastville.ca or anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts
1: we'll talk to you
2: again on connections